Hey guys, welcome to another season of the World Wide Hoops podcast with me, Kurt Aquilina. For today's episode, I've got with me the new caretaker coach of the Australian national team, the Boomers, Mr. Rob Beveridge. Listen to what he's got to say about this next round of qualifiers for the FIBA World Cup of 2023 and other things related to the Boomers squad. Rob Beveridge, newly appointed coach for the Boomers, for the, na- the national team for, for Australia. Thanks for joining me today on the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here, first of all. Oh, fantastic to be here. I appreciate you reaching out and uh, look forward to talking. So, um, you've been put in charge of the Boomers squad for the upcoming FIBA qualifiers. How are you feeling to be in such a, such a position, first of all? Yeah, oh, look, I, I think it's uh, anybody's dream uh, to, to uh, yeah, represent their country, whether you're a player or whether you're a coach or a manager or whatever it might be. And uh, yeah, in my situation, uh, yeah, to be asked to be the head coach or take over from Coach Gorgian uh, for this window, uh, you know, I know it's only for a few games, but uh, the, 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 I guess the faith and the trust that uh, Basketball Australia and also Coach Gorgian has uh, put in me to, to lead the team is uh, yeah, really, really uh, honouring, uh, very humbled by it. And um, now, obviously, with, with the team coming from a historic summer in Tokyo, um, there's definitely going to be some high expectations, both for you and, and the players. So what do you think about this? Yeah, it's uh, oh, no, no question. And uh, the, the thing we've got to realise is that we're representing our country. Uh, you know, when we put that green and gold on and uh, we've got that emblem on our, our heart, uh, you know, every single player's got to let the ego go. They've got to do nothing but 100% effort uh, what we do. So it doesn't matter who we pitch, uh, we, we have to have a, a team on the floor that you know, gives nothing but their effort the whole time. And uh, in, in, these, in these qualifiers, you'll be playing four games, right? Right against the Chinese Taipei in, in Japan, am I right? It'll be just th- three games. It'll be three games. Three so games. All right. we'll uh, try to first on the 25th, back it up the next day against Japan. Uh, and then on the 28th, we, we play Chinese Taipei. So um, it's, a, it's a home and away series against Chinese Taipei, but it's actually in Japan. Uh, Japan will come back to Australia in, in uh, the July window. All right. And uh, something interesting is that uh, part of your coaching staff is Sean Dennis also. And uh, he's coaching in Japan. He's, he's coaching in the, in, the, in the B League as well. So I, I'm sure he knows his way around Japan and, and some of his players. And, how much of an effect does it have on you and the coaching staff to have someone like that? Well, it's massive. I mean, Sean actually has worked for me for you know, best part of 10 years. <laughs> so you know, he was one of my you know, lead assistant coaches, uh, one of my very close friends. You know, we speak weekly. You know, we're, we're very, very close. And it made sense that because we are in Japan, uh, his league uh, is, is stopping for the, for the window uh, and he's available. Yeah, you know, he, he knows all the Japanese players better than any of us here in Australia. So he's going to be a tremendous asset, you know, for for, for me and, and the team. And uh, now moving away from this from the coaching staff, from the coaching team, uh, one of the issues you'll be facing as a coach uh, for the upcoming qualifiers is the fact that uh, due to COVID postponements throughout the NBL, 
especially uh, there isn't going to be a, a break, so to speak, for the teams. And Basketball Australia has already said that it will be trying to get the best players anyway. Um, what challenges do you think you'll have heading into the games? Oh, look, that, that, that's another hurdle that we have to get over. Uh, it's like, you know, I'm not trying to put the group down, but, you know, our A team is full of NBA players. Mm. You know, we've got you know, eight, nine NBA players that played at the Olympics and stuff like that. Our, our next group with the NBL is very, very strong. Uh, we've got a great group up, as you said, because of uh, there's so many games have been postponed you know, because of COVID. I think seven out of the ten teams at the moment all have it. Uh, so that basically the league can't stop during that window. So now we've got to have a look at uh, the, the next tier down, if you want to look at it that way. So we're, we're, we're going to target a lot of the emerging players. You know, we're going to look at these younger players that have been part of our national junior programs, uh, at the National Junior Worlds, the World University Games, uh, but also looking at players that are available in, in Japan and Europe. So it's going to be a combination. We're going to have some seasoned veterans, uh, but we're going to probably have quite a young group. Uh, but we want to develop those players, expose them to international competition. Uh, and we, we, I think our depth is still very, very good. Uh, we've got amazing talent coming through. So we, we're going to use that as part of the, the development of our Boomers program. All right, and it, it, it makes sense because uh, I was reading up on what Coach, Coach Jordan uh, Gurjan said before. Uh, he was already emphasizing on this fact of, of, of promoting up-and-coming talent from the NBA as well. Uh, but from what you're saying, uh, it's, I, I, I can take it that the fact that, for example, the likes of Patty Mills, who was influential for the Boomers this summer, uh, won't be part of the squad for the games. Am I right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so there will be no no NBA players at all. I um, mean, they're right in the middle of their season as well. So to get access to them, it won't happen. And and unfortunately, you know, because of what's happening here in Australia with COVID, is that the league won't stop. So we won't get the you know the you know the Delavadovas and the Nathan Sobies and mm. Chris Golding, you know those players that have been to the Olympics as well, that part of the NBL. So we won't get them uh, unfortunately. All right, and. Uh... Moving away from from these from these qualifiers now, as a as a boomers coach, um, I've read this week that uh, Matthias Seibel, who, who was a debutant this summer for the boomers, said that his experience with the national team has even improved his career uh, at his club in, in Philadelphia. How important do you think that this involvement uh, that, that this involvement is for these young players like him and, and others, for example, even even Josh Giddy, who who we who we all know that since his transition from the NBL, is looking very, very comfortable, even in the US. Yeah, it's something that, that we've tried to develop for a long time. So I've been with our Boomers program since the early 2000s. Yeah, I was Gorgon's assistant coach back in 2004, Olympics and the 2006 World Cup, Common Games. So um, th this has been a, an evolving process for a long time, is about what we call the culture of the club that when you come into this uh, national program that everybody, I don't care who you are, you leave your ego at the door. It's not about you. you know, it's about how collectively we can work, uh, work together as a group to achieve special, something special. So right now, the, the Boomers, they achieved their first you know, ever medal at the Olympic Games. Their, their next goal is they want gold. You know, so <laughs> they, 
that that's something that we're building towards, uh, you know, for for, uh, for Paris, and we want to keep the nucleus, the team together. Uh, but it's about when you come in, you 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 leave everything. We don't care if you're an NBA player. We don't care where you've come from. You, you're an Australian, and you play for Australia, and uh, that's that's what we're going to emphasise with these young guys coming in. That we will have some veterans that have been around that will be emphasising. You know, like Paddy Mills, you know, was one of the big leaders, and Aaron Baines, uh, Joe Wingles, those guys. When new people come in, like uh, Seibel, um, we don't care where you're from. You're part of our team, and you do it our way. And mm. I think that's that's what we're really going to emphasise is when you step on that floor uh, and you put that you know green and gold on. It's not about you; it's about the country. Now speaking about uh, speaking of veterans and uh, and you've mentioned even for the qualifiers that you've been looking at at players who who are playing in Japan and and NBA and, and even Europe. Uh, there is one player who I'd like to mention is Dante Exum, who is who has moved to Barcelona now. Uh, how much do you think his move from the US to Barcelona will will impact his career? First of all, and uh, does it uh, does it have any impact? On even maybe your decision to 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 maybe look at him for for these qualifiers as well. Yeah, look, Dante don't, don't uh, over the, the last few years has had several injuries, like really unlucky uh, mm. injuries and things like that. So he, his career sort of stagnated a little bit. Uh, and when he came back into to, to the to the boomers for the Olympics, I thought he had a tremendous campaign. Uh, really surprised that he's not in the NBA. You know, I mean, he's an NBA player. So for him to to make that decision to to go to Europe to to revitalize, um, you know, his career, and uh, and he's an amazing athlete, an amazing person. Uh, like we love the guy. You know, he's just one of those people. And uh, you know, for him to to leave the NBA, he's got. You know what? I'm going to go to Europe. You know, so he's doing really well at Barcelona. Um, highly unlikely. I mean, we've reached out to a lot of people. Uh, we got a selection meeting tomorrow night and then Monday. But yeah, you know, he's obviously his name's on the list. But if he's available, 100% we'll, we'll take him. But it's probably highly unlikely because he, he's you know he, he needs to to keep continuing to try and uh, revitalize his career. Mm. And uh, speaking about another player who. Who probably will need to revitalize his career, and uh, someone who'd know even with with Mati Steibel, uh in in Philadelphia. I mean, I want to talk about the one and only Mr. Ben Simmons. Now, I, I imagine you 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 knew I was going to ask at some point about him. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's kind of obvious <laughs> as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah look, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ben's going through obviously a, a lot of stuff you know, <laughs> on, on on and off the court. Uh, you know, he he needs to sort all of that out. I mean, it's, again, it's a stalemate between you know his club and what he wants to do and things like that. I mean, obviously things didn't end very well at all. Uh, you know, so it's really, really, you know, we, we'd love him to. You know, be able to put all of that aside, just move on because he's mm. one of the greatest players in the world. Yeah, you know, and and he's still untapped. He's still young. You know, he he he's still got you know so many years ahead of him. And we just hope as a country, you know, for him personally, that he can 
and you know, come to some sort of resolution with the club. And that's the hard thing because at the end of the day, it's a business. The NBA is a business, you know, and what's happening there. But, you know, we, we, we want nothing but the best for Ben Simmons that, you know, he's somebody we want part of the program moving forward because he could be the X factor of winning a gold medal. Sure. And, uh, that's a thing. That's that's really really important for us. So we just hope that you know he can get through that. Uh, as I said, there's there'll be no chance he'll be playing in this window. You know, there's you know the league, you know, their club wouldn't probably even release him anyway. No. <laughs> you know, so you know, we, we he's just got to sort all that stuff out first. Yeah, and I mean, even with the situation being that he might be even looking to leave Philadelphia, for example. I mean. It is, I'm guessing it will also have an, an impact on his on his mindset uh, playing at the moment. I mean, he hasn't played any games this season, so so it's going yeah. to be like a restart if he gets to play, with, especially with another team now. And yeah. and, and and as a and as a as a team, uh, have you have have you had any contact with him lately? I mean, what do you think the effect has, on on him has been, especially because we haven't seen him in a while uh, playing for the national yeah, team well, as well. Yeah, I mean, he he, he um, obviously he was part of the Boomers program leading into the Olympics and stuff like that. But got to a point there was so much going on. It was, it was I guess, the too hard basket as well. Way too many distractions, and that's the thing. Like when you're playing for Australia, leave everything aside. We don't care who you are, what you, your thing is. So yeah, if you got baggage there, that could have been detrimental for the team. And I think that's really, really important. You know, with our national program, so so right now he hasn't played in a long time. Uh, you know his mindset wouldn't be great. You know he's going through so much uh, at the moment, and from a mindset perspective, he, he wouldn't be ready to play and lead. I mean, you expect those players to come back in and do that. So, I mean, right now, this program that we're putting together is about identifying, you know, some of the best young talent that we have. And uh, right now, Ben probably wouldn't be a great influence on those players purely because of what he's going through. It's not saying he's a bad person or anything like that, but, you know, it's a pretty big distraction. And, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we want him to, to sort all of that out and then come back to the program when he's, he's good and ready. And uh, moving back to the NBL now, away from the NBA and and the, and and the, these players, um, you've coached the the world the the Perth Wildcats a while ago, and looking at the at the ladder at the moment, uh, one can see that they're having a great season so far in this year's NBL, bar the COVID things and and whatever. What do you think about the NBL season so far? Uh, it's it's a di- it's in disarray, you know. It's been really, really difficult. Uh, like every single week, uh, games are cancelled. I mean, more cancelled this week. So it, there's no consistency with the teams. So it's still early in the season. I mean, the most games the teams played is seven. You know, they mm-hmm. should be. You know, we should be halfway through the season. So we've lost so many games. They will make up for those games, but at the moment, it, it's really difficult for the teams to to get some sort of consistency because. I mean, for example, Perth, they played their first, uh, I think it was uh, five or six games at home. So, you know, so, yes. yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was five, five games. They went four and one. And now they're on the road. But when now that they're on the road, they've all got COVID. <laughs> so 13 of their players and staff have got COVID. So now they're in, a, they're in isolation. You know, they can't do anything for at least seven days. Then they've got to try and get back a... 
you know, because you can't train, you can't do anything. You, you're pretty much in, you're in trouble. So that's happened with seven teams at the moment. You know, so you know, a lot, lot, a lot of the players and staff. So we're, what the league say? We're hoping that because everybody's getting it now, that the back end of the season won't be interrupted. We mm. hope. You know, that's that's the thing. Like it's such an unknown, but that's really affected the team. So I think that the teams are very inconsistent. Like one week they're really, really good. You know, like they're starting to hum because they play a game, but then they stop, and it's like they're starting over and over again. You know, so. Um, the, the league is very good. Yeah, it really has. But, you know, like uh, shooting percentages are actually down at the moment in the league. You know, I've had a look at that. They've dropped, you know, three-point shootings, you know, in the low 30s. And a lot of that's because they don't have their legs under them. You know, they haven't consistently trained. They haven't done that at start-stop. You know, so all those little things there, you know, the, the scores are so much lower than they've ever been. I mean, our, our leagues are, you know, plays at a higher pace than majority of the leagues in in, uh, in Europe. Uh, but they're, they're lower scores. You know, they're in the 60s and 70s instead of the 80s and 90s like it tr- traditionally is. And I think a lot of that's to do with um, that not be able to train and play and have consistency. Mm, exactly. And, and, and even the fact that, that they can't practice as much um, it affects everything uh, involved in the games as well. And uh, now, something something to close off this interview. Um, as you, you've mentioned a lot about the program, and uh, there's already a good basis coming in from from the Olympics, from the from the bronze. And you said they're aiming for gold now as well. Uh, the next commitment for the national team will be obviously. Uh, after after qualifier after, after qualifiers the the World Cup. Uh, what do you think is the aim for 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 Australia in the, in the World Cup this year? Uh, next yeah, year? look, we 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 set a standard. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, we call on it rose gold standard at the moment, but we need to get to that next level. I mean, uh, we were very close in the semi final to go through the gold medal game. Uh, it was pretty disappointing, but the way, you know we achieved the goal of winning first ever medal. Yeah, you know, and, and that, that's amazing. But that's that's the baseline now. You know, so the expectation of our players, not not it's not the country, it's it's not our management saying you must win a medal. It's actually the players. It's driven by yeah, you know, Paddy Mills, Joe Ingalls, Aaron Baines. You know that, those players that have been there for for a long time. You know, three four time Olympians. Yeah, yeah, they're bringing the next group through. You know, so so there will be an expectation within the group that for the World Cup, that it's a medal. Yeah, we're going for a medal. Yeah, we want to put the best players on the floor uh, to win a uh, win another medal, uh, silver or, or gold. But their goal is always not we're going for gold. You know, if you talk to Paddy Mills and Joe, there's no discussion about oh, I win a medal. It's about no, we're going for gold when we step on the floor. So everything we do at training, everything has to be a gold standard. And that's even with the group that I'm taking away. Uh, these young guys have got to understand that uh, this, this is a, a high level of, that we're going to have. We're going to have doctors. We're going to have physios. We're going to have security people. We're going to have you know everything ticked. So it's not a watered down thing because we want our younger players to come in the program to see this is the standard of of when you play for the Boomers. Uh, Rob Everidge, it's been a pleasure to have you uh, with me today on the show. Uh, I want to wish you good luck for the upcoming qualifiers that's, that you'll be in charge. 
and uh, obviously all the best for the coming uh, new year. Uh. Okay guys, so that was it for today. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this and thank you for spending time with us today. Uh, obviously feel free to follow for more of this and other Worldwide Hoops podcasts in the coming weeks where I'll be having some very exciting guests with me here on the show. But until then, uh, I'd like to thank you once again and uh, see you next time.